In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. And welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born, but men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the arena, we salute you. Guys, we honor you again for getting it done in the stress bubble of life. We're in this arena together. Males retreat into the anonymous crowd of apathy, but you've jumped into the fray of manhood. So thank you, and thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10. We are pumped. Today we're calling you in, calling you out, and calling you up to a higher level of manhood. And guys, we want you to become the best version of you. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with our producer and my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How are you doing, my man? I'm hanging in there. What do you mean hanging in there? I'm just like it's a busy day. Are you tired from Mexico? The Mexico trip? Uh, I'm from? tired from yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm, say no. Yes, I'm learning to say no. Well, you know what's funny is yeah, this is I think this one today. Uh, you model this better than most guys I know, and I think this is also uh, maybe you model it to a fault. Yes. So I'm, we're going to jump true. into this here. So before we jump into the meat of our podcast, why don't you give us a man law for today? All right. Sometimes gentle no sometimes be gentle sometimes be rough always be in control so what's the man law be in control that's right sometimes be gentle sometimes you gotta be rough <laughs> oh my gosh but always be I just, in control I just so if you're gonna be rough don't be out of control you know in anger or whatever <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. You got to find a different website. I think. Sometimes this is this is so good, man. Good stuff so for how a do man. you how do you deal with uh, your response to Jesus take the wheel type of stuff? Like how do you deal with put let God be in control? How do you how do you how do you deal with the tension between those? 
so letting if, God take control. Yeah, when you're saying you should take control, how do you deal with that tension? Always being well. When I'm talking about control, I'm talking about control of your your attitude, your behavior, your response to things, so that you're not out of control. Like if you're at like getting mad and you you freak out and start I, yelling. I got you. I, I'm, I'm tracking now. You know, I had a, I heard a guy one time said, "Stop asking God to do what He's already asked you to do." Mm-hmm. And so God has already asked us to do is what he's asked us to do as man is to walk in self-control right it's a fruit of the spirit so be in control of your emotions of how you react uh to stupid people on the highway yeah how, how do you deal with uh, Someone, people who somebody sent me a text the other day a guy a, a person uh that i know <laughs> was not shanna it was a, a work-related thing and it was just like i was like come on really i i got i said this awesome text i sent back that was really angry and i thought you know what i'm gonna stop and just say this first sentence right and uh, just because I, I knew I would be held accountable for what I was going to send because what I was going to send was purposely hurtful and I, I don't want to send an angry text an angry email an angry personal message angry post that never works out good so that's correct uh, we do need to be, but but you you hit the nail on the head sometimes you got to be rough mm-hmm. sometimes you got to come at people hard I, I think of uh, you know in scripture it's really funny with with the humble Jesus gave grace so with the humble you see the soft side of Jesus, the grace side of Jesus. If you think of a hand, the humble side, the grace side is that softer side where he's reaching out to the humble uh, with his soft part of his hand saying, here, let me help you up. But with the proud, he gave the law. He gave the smackdown. He gave the backside of the hand. He did not withhold judgment from those people. And so you have two different sides of Jesus, really depending on the person, which really leads into um, uh, the, the meat of our podcast. And we're on a number five of the nine traits of manhood in Job 29. And the fifth one is godly compassion. Godly compassion. And guys, if you want to you know about this stuff, go to the bo- middle of your Bible and it's right next to the book of Psalms is the book of Job. And uh, there's in Job 29, there are nine things listed in there that really are the qualities of a man. And that's what we're going through. And so uh, the women have their Proverbs 31, but we've got our Job 29. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Anyway, so the fifth is godly compassion. So Dale, I, I really, you know, as your friend, you really model this. Uh, in fact, you model it to a fault. If there's an, if really you you model this to a point of hurting yourself, which you know, I, I, so so. But when you, th- I mean, you just have this default. I don't default to this. You naturally do. <laughs> so I, I default to godly judgment. So so when you think of godly compassion, how is godly compassion different than just compassion? Well, I think godly compassion. You have the eyes of God, and so you see people. Um, in that sort of a manner where you see him maybe struggling through something and you want to fix it you want to help him um and for like you said for me to a fault like i i don't know maybe i feel like i have to mm. there's an obligation to as a human being or whatever so i jump in there i know some other people like myself mm-hmm. and i see them and i'm like man they just need to learn to let people drown sometimes that's interesting. Killing their family. That, that's interesting. Sometimes you've got to let them drown. You know, uh, godly compassion. Here's a here's a definition of compassion: a feeling of deep sorrow or sympathy for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate suffering. So that's compassion. So I broke that. I thought, okay, what is it really saying here? And I broke it down to working parts. The first part is there's a feeling. 
I I really do. I see somebody stranded on the road, and I, I'm the first guy that pulls over. I do it probably once a week because I can't fix cars. I, if something happens, <laughs> I'm in trouble. So I, when I see somebody stranded, I have this deep feeling of, oh, no, they're in trouble. So have this feeling. There's a feeling. There's, there is an emotional an emotional attachment instantly, right? And the second thing is there's a passion or a uh, desire to do something. So it's it's one thing to feel for somebody else, but then there's another thing to transcend or cross that bridge and say, not only do I feel something for that car that has a flat tire, for example, I do know how to change a flat tire, but I want to, I have a desire to help them. And then the third, of course, is uh, what I would say the action, the allevi- alleviate suffering. I want to step into that space and I want to help that person. And so... Um, But sometimes, you know, you have to let them drown. But I was looking at this word in the Hebrew, the word that's most similar to compassion. It's actually two words, and it's hamal rashum, and it means to show pity, love, and mercy. So I talked about God's backhand, you know, Jesus giving the smackdown. Well, mercy is 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 when somebody deserves judgment, deserves a smackdown, deserves to reap what they snow. So, and instead of hitting them with that backhand and giving them what they deserve, you relent of doing that, and that's mercy. So, when I read that definition, that really helped me because I will. Um, if somebody has self has a self-inflicted wound, they're a cheater who's ruined a family, they're a drug addict who's ruined their life, uh, they're uh, a homeless guy holding a sign that's self-inflicted. We have there's so many jobs in Oregon, and, and it's, you know, so to see these homeless signs, I go, come on, guy, you can get a job. Instead of having people throw you a Big Mac, why don't you go flip burgers for McDonald's? So there's a part of me that wants to judge them, but godly compassion is saying, you know what, Jim, that no. We need to reach out. How, how are some ways that you see godly compassion expressed, Dale? Well, when we were in Mexico, I was there was a family that was there in the back, and there's a, a lady that was just crying. She's sitting next to her husband, and it just wrecked me. I, I don't know. It was pretty intense. And I just went behind them. They can't understand English, but I just started praying for them, and she mm. started crying more. Mm. And then I laid hands on them, prayed for them, and she, they both started shaking. Uh, at the end of the night, um, we prayed with the family, with them like facing us mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, there was uh, some healing that happened in their family, mm-hmm. some uh, new decisions and stuff like that. But um, I, I get wrecked when I see somebody hurting, and I go in and yeah. say, I got to help fix that. Yeah. Not knowing, I mean, that maybe the husband did do something wrong mm-hmm. and screwed things up, mm-hmm. but... Well, so for men, we're talking about men right now, for men who uh, may struggle in this area, and honestly, I'm one of them, what would you say to a man like me? Who's, we, we know compassion, godly compassion is a trait of manhood. When a guy struggles with that, what would you say to that guy? Um, if you see a need, just go and say, hey, how can I help? <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, it's moving. we're accountable to God yeah. for our actions or our lack of Trying thereof. To do Right? something yeah 
So what would what should I say to a guy like you who may be over compassionate or who may get to a point where others suffer because of his compassion? Yeah. Well, we just had a conversation. You said to say no. Just say you no, You can't baby. be doing this yeah. stuff all the time. Pick the things that you need to do that are going to drive your life forward for your family and your job or whatever. Yeah. And maybe be selective. Maybe reaching out to people who are down and out, but it's not self-inflicted. Right. Uh, maybe you change the, your foot or, or learning to say no or... Um, uh, I don't know. Whenever you say yes, you're saying no to something. Yes, something suffers for the yes that you say. So I think there's two sides of that coin for guys. Like for some guys, hey, do something, guy. You know, stop gripping your money so tight and let it go. Give it to people who need it. Or, or hey, you've given so much away now. Your family is suffering, uh, and you're suffering because of it. So there's two sides of the coin. The bottom line is, a godly man. A, a true man shows godly compassion, and so, and that is this uh, deep feeling of of sorrow and sympathy for another who is stricken by misfortune, and it's accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate or act upon that suffering. So, hey guys, hope you enjoyed uh, today's lesson on equipping men in ten godly compassion. You've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Make sure you partner with us, reach our goal of ten thousand downloads a month by writing a positive review, telling your buddies about our uh, podcast. Or or getting involved in other ways. And again, give us your input. If there are topics you'd like to hear about, we want to become help you become the best version of you. If you have any questions or comments, you can download our free The Great Hunt for God app. Hit the Contact Us icon and rock and roll, baby. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. If you didn't hear what I just said, I said thanks for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Tune in next week. It's going to be awesome. Until next time, get in the arena. Get dirty, get bloody, get sweaty, and grind it out. The Man Card Podcast is sponsored by The Great Hunt for God and our mission to transform lives through teams of men. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. So start a team in your city today. Simply go to our website, www.thegreathuntforgod.com, or download The Great Hunt for God app. It's free. It's awesome. Under the gear section, you will find all the resources needed to launch a team in your area. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that relies heavily on the monthly gifts from our financial champions. If this podcast has helped you get out of the bleachers and into the arena, please consider becoming a financial champion today with a minimum $25 a month gift. When you do that, you'll receive the field guide, my bathroom book for men. Just click on the gift button at the Great Unforgot app or go to the website, again, www.thegreatunforgod.com. Click on the give button in the menu drop down. Thank you again for championing the cause of the Great Hunt for God. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.